I understand it. Uh, I want to more talk to you about the business, but I guess I should ask sure, you no. uh, one game question. You don't uh, have to. I will, though. Now, um, I know this. we got two big spreads in the uh, semifinal games. I think Notre Dame, the people are like, oh, Notre Dame, they want them to lose. <laughs> like the national media wants them, not the Met, but fan, national fans want them to lose. They're like, oh, they're in here independent just because they went undefeated. They're actually pretty good, obviously, if they go 12-0. They're really good. And I think people are underestimating them, and I it's totally going to be a lot closer than I think. totally agree. I mean, I don't pay much attention to the point spreads, but I was very surprised that this was a double-digit game. I think Notre Dame is really good in all three phases. You know, as I was just saying to Ken, I think the quarterback change for them was huge because they're a much better offensive team than they were in the first three games of the year. You know, Book is, reminds me of Drew Brees. I've read that comparison. I've been saying it for weeks, but I've read it recently a lot. I think it's apt. So, yeah, I, I think this will be a very close game and, uh, you know, may come down to, I, I think the one area where Notre Dame actually has the edges in special teams. So, you know, I think if they can take advantage of that, if that actually comes to light, then uh, I, I like their chances. I mean, I'm not a better, but... I'd take the points if I was. <laughs> we dabble. And I think Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is going to yeah. score against anybody. Yeah. Now, they'll probably give up a bunch to Alabama, too. Mm-hmm. But that, that has the potential for you a wild and very entertaining game too yeah I heard you earlier you said you called one game here for Monday Night Football against the Lions yes. what is this a challenging game for you to call a stadium in I know they got the no, screen and everything it's great you... for a lot of reasons most of these new stadiums are great for TV I mean the, the broadcast booth is the perfect height it's huge one of my key evaluation points of a booth is does it have a bathroom in it <laughs> yeah. uh, it has a bathroom yeah because yeah. you know, a lot of time you know you get a two-minute mm-hmm. commercial and you're pounding water trying to you know keep your vocal cords moist and the bathroom is you know you couldn't even make it down the hall in two minutes so you get down there and there's six guys in line so uh the bathroom in the booth is key but this is a i mean this is a fantastic thing this is actually our third game here because we did miami lsu the opening weekend we did the Big 12 championship okay. game here on December 1st. So when they told us we were coming back, like, absolutely. Uh, what, uh, there's some, I know you did Boston Red Sox games until mm-hmm. 2005. There's kind of reports, they kind of shot it down, maybe that for baseball they were doing some talk talk show type of thing yeah. on the radio. What do you think, what are your thoughts on that? Because someone who loves listening to baseball on the radio in the summer, it's like, perfect it's yeah, great and it's the perfect radio sport i think it's the best radio sport you know I, that was my start you know i was doing triple a baseball when i was 19 years old i was just talking to bill spires uh who's the dad of the punter for clemson bill spires played major league baseball for 13 years back you know when dinosaurs roamed the earth when i was starting out and he was starting out in the late 80s so uh yeah it's a bad idea i hope they don't do it um yeah i i, I when you listen to a game on the radio, you want to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. If they're sitting there having a, a conversation, you know, you don't want to hear, you know, crack of the bat yeah. cheer, crack of the bat cheer, and then some of them said, here's the 3-1 pitch. Well, what happened to the first four pitches, <laughs> yeah. you know? So uh, I think it's a bad idea. There has been a lot of pushback, you know, whether or not they go through with it, or, I don't know. And it's also the Red Sox. It's not like, say, yeah. one of the – it's a small – not even – but, like, I mean, it's and like they the have Red really Sox. Good, they've yes. always had really good broadcasters, sure. you know, myself excluded, but uh, – and I never did radio before, I just did the TV. But, you know, it's, it's a bad idea. I hope they don't do it. You know, it's, uh, it's a bad idea. Is there uh, some guys, I, obviously you're trying to fine-tune things when you're doing games. I guess, other than the Syracuse guys, are there any guys that you listen 
to like I mean you guys are pretty much everywhere do you like any guys that you like hear something you're like oh that's a good idea maybe I'll try and work that into a broadcast or something uh, or you know I do pay attention like my nephew was just at our home for Christmas we were watching a game and he asked me like when you watch a game are you watching the game or are you paying more attention to the announcers on the TV and it's sort of 50-50 and I really am critiquing the telecast as much as I'm watching the game. I have friends of mine who are officials who say that they watch the referees as much as they watch the game. And I, I think that's natural that you are sort of drawn to whatever your interest is. But um, I just think, I don't think there's ever been as much good sports broadcasting as there is now. There's more of it because, you know, there's ESPN and all the other networks and Fox Sports. And, you know, when I was a kid, it was NBC, ABC, CBS. It wasn't even Fox. So, you know, and they were legendary. Kurt Gowdy and Dick Genberg and all these guys I grew up watching, I still think are some of the greats of all time. But, I mean, you look at our place, especially college football at ESPN, mm-hmm. and, you, you know, you go down the list and you see people who might be doing what's considered the eighth or ninth game on a Saturday they're really, really good. And uh, I think part of that is there's just so many people who want to do this that there's a big pool out there. But, uh, you know, I, I watch a lot. I try not to, to get back to your original question, steal or imitate or copy. It's one of the things when I speak to broadcasting schools, you know, don't go on there. And when I was in college, you know, you'd, you could tell the kids who were from Boston because they were imitating Johnny Most or Ned Martin. Or you could tell the kids from New York, they were all imitating Marv Albert, you know, mm-hmm. just... You know, can't do that. You know, yeah. just go in there and be yourself. You know, it doesn't mean, mean that you can't notice something and say, oh, that's good. Maybe I should try to do more of what he or she is doing. But I think they, most of the time, the people who do this well, it's because they're true to themselves. I talk about Bill Raftery all the time. You know, what makes Bill Raftery so popular is that's who he is. Mm-hmm. On the air, he's the same way off the air, and I think people sense that when they watch. Is there a sport that you've done when you sit, you get your assignment, you're like, man, how am I going to say it was early on? Or like, how am I going to work? How, how am I going to call a game like this? Because yes. when I was in college, I did like volleyball mm-hmm. and like soccer on the radio. And you're just like, I watched some soccer, but volleyball, I was like, how am I going to like oh, yeah. figure like what, what are That's some That's the of benefit sports? of experience yeah. like that because it does prepare you. I mean, I did field hockey on the student radio and I didn't know anything about field hockey. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think the first lacrosse game I ever went to was I did it on the radio. But I had studied before. But the one that comes to mind, to answer your question, is uh, the first Winter Olympics I did when I was at CBS was in 92. And I did bobsled and luge. And I mean, I, I didn't know anything about either one. But what I did do is I went to Lake Placid, which was the home of the training center for both the bobsled and luge team. And I spent time up there and with the coaches and the national teams. And they let me actually do a luge run, do a bobsled run. They explained to me, you know, how it works and what makes you good or bad. And I'm glad I did it. It was terrifying. <laughs> the luge, I thought I was actually going to have a catastrophic injury or death. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that was the one when they said you're going to do the luge. I was like, wow. And the TV guy said I was the best luge announcer. And then my family pointed out, yeah, you were the only luge announcer. So <laughs> there's not a lot of competition for that. Uh, I have one foot. Do you have anything? Or, no, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, I was at the, this is not trying to be a humble brag, but I'm pretty sure you did the radio call for the 
the U.S. Open 2010 at Pebble Beach, correct? I did, yeah. I was there and with my dad, and we had the little ear thing, so we were listening to you. Mm-hmm. And when we were on the 18th uh, grandstand on Sunday, you would give great descriptions of the outfits they were wearing on the first tee. And for some reason, that always stuck with like my dad and I. So whenever we see someone on the road, we'll do the Sean McDonough. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. he got a green shirt and you know, yeah, white slacks. Well, you know... When I listen to somebody on the radio, I want to be able to visualize it. Yeah, oh, no, I agree. And it's, yeah. it's actually going to be a challenge for me that's coming up because I only do one radio game a year now in the last four years, I guess it is, and it's the College Football National Championship. Mm-hmm. And you really do have to remind yourself that you have to describe things because, you know, on TV, you don't have to. You know, people can see it. And, uh, you know, if you feel like just taking a couple seconds and <laughs> yeah. laying out for a little bit, you know, but on the radio, you have to remember so I just I, they use the expression all the time painting pictures I think that's mm-hmm. what you should do but that was fun yeah that was another thing when they said you're going to do golf <laughs> yeah. on the radio you know, he swings and it's up in the air and it's you know it's yeah but that was that was fun that was Graham McDowell it was yeah I remember hugging his dad on the green on the last day you were probably sitting right there watching we the were we got there like 7.30 I think 8 yeah. o'clock and just camped out that was a lot out. of fun yeah we were there Saturday too so we walked the course it was hard Saturday. though it was 5 hours you think like yeah. golf wouldn't be you know but by the end of the weekend I was hoarse yeah you know from doing golf you think golf you're whispering <laughs> but you know you have to talk the entire time alright thanks Sean I hey, appreciate it hey pleasure to meet you guys and no thanks problem. again for your patience oh no yeah, problem you're all good nice to meet you yeah. have, nice to meet you have a good call on uh, 